This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we are back here for uh, our second afternoon edition of Lulz. We kind of mentioned it a few weeks back. We were going to start messing around with this afternoon time slot. Brian, I am fresh off of a week off. Did I notice you fired up a, a solo stream last week? I did. I did a, a quick solo stream last week. How did uh, How did it go? I started on mute. <laughs> <laughs> how long and did I, it take you for to, to realize? Uh, too long. And... Uh, <laughs> I was like ripping on you on mute. Like, I don't need a host, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, oh my God, <laughs> muted. I, that's, I guess you do need a host. There How you go. Trip? Uh, it was great. It was great. Almost too good where I was like, just picturing like, could I, what if I just stopped doing everything and just moved to Hawaii and just uh, lived on the beach? Uh, yeah. So I, it was very good. I, I pretty much fully unplugged and uh definitely feeling uh refreshed and rejuvenated so yeah it was it was really good awesome i've never been to hawaii but yeah i'm sure that's fun yeah it was a, it was a good mix of like you know one day we'd go for a hike or drive around and see stuff the next day just kind of lay at the beach or at the pool and so i kind of like those trips that are a mix of you know seeing somewhere but also getting to relax a bit yeah no that sounds fun uh, <clears throat> i hear like the only thing about like moving there is you can get like an island fever type of thing going on but other than that yeah. I, how can you complain yeah and no, i was talking to some of the people there we were on uh maui and uh i'll also mention to anyone tuning in right now uh we are going to talk uh gto bracket strategy brian and i have been putting together some stuff and we'll fill out a bracket so i promise uh we will get to that here in a sec um but yeah like on maui if you're not in you know the hospitality industry or kind of have your own business there. Like there's no industry really. So mm. it's basically like tourism, you know, retired people and then people working in, in hospitality. So that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, the only way to really live here is Oprah style and you just buy uh, an incredible place and and then get to chill. But uh, it, it's a pretty good place to visit for sure. Yeah. Um, what did you, what did you get up to talking about on the stream last week? I, I saw everyone was talking about the Sal stuff, the Sal tweet. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I honestly, I just ripped through comment after comment, like just commenting on whatever their comments were. So, yeah. And this didn't really have any, but yeah, the first, everyone would talk about Sal, obviously. And then, uh, there was, there wasn't much going on Sal. And then, oh, and I wanted to talk about the Illinois, uh, sports betting and, uh, poker legislation possibly coming through. So I talked about that for a second. <clears throat> What uh? What was everyone's big? I just I logged out. I saw the tweet. Uh, and I saw that it was causing a bit of a commotion. But what ended up being like the consensus 
take that people were having. I don't think there was a consensus. It was real. It, it felt like two camps, like the the uh, YouTube bro, YouTube DFS bro camp, and and everyone else. Yeah, I'm pretty I mean, much. I mean, my snap tape take on it was just it was just the wording of it. I think probably threw people off yeah. um, in saying buy YouTube, uh, but otherwise, I, I I certainly believe uh, that he had a, a massive year. But I think it was just the way it was worded. And <laughs> anyone who has a YouTube channel and could go check their analytics on how much they make would be like, what? Uh, you know. Uh, so to me, I didn't see much of an issue there other than how it was worded, which I guess could be an issue. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. pretty pretty much what I said. And then there's always this too with good content creators, which he is, right? Yeah, even if you don't like him, you have to admit he 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 does tons of content, has tons of followers. People like him. Um, is is it was it a uh, uh, like a like a rage inducing tweet like on purpose? What uh, what I'm sure there's a term for this, Pete. You would know better than me. But, well, but yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say there is, and I've seen more more people talk this out about um and, and we are in a new era of engagement farming tweets and yeah. one of the recipes i've noticed is to have it's not even just a hot take like hot takes will do well like you say drew lock will be the qb1 next year or whatever but it's like it's if you have it's slightly off like it's yeah. directionally accurate but there's yeah. just something that people can point out to it's like the uh more specific uh way of like pointing out a typo like oh i understood what yeah. you said but i just want to say you had a typo in there and it's like that same thing but just with your messaging it's slightly off just slightly off and yeah. that is the key ingredient to a viral tweet yeah that's engagement farming something like that and like and it's hard to tell a lot of times sometimes it's obvious to tell but so sometimes it's hard to tell and i think it's a lot, with a lot of the woke stuff too that people do that and it's like i think that guy doesn't actually mean any of this stuff it's like if you could do Two plus two equals four point oh oh one. Somehow, yes. like metaphorically exactly. speaking, exactly. it's like it's like no, it's like dead on. But everyone's like, it's it's four, man. It's fucking four, right? And then there'll and, be a bunch of people like, dude, he meant four. <laughs> and that is the thing because there's nothing people like more than to tell you you're wrong. But it's also it feels almost less combative. It's like it is as as DJ says here the well actually. It's like yeah, you're you're right. But just to let you know, let me punch up this tweet a little bit. It's like when you have a good joke tweet and then everyone mm -hmm. comes in and they try to add their own joke to it. And sometimes right. those are good jokes, sometimes but it's like, good. but sometimes they're just punching up your tweet. If you give people an excuse to punch up your tweet, oh my God, they will take it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> that well actually reminded me of something, but it already slipped my mind. Oh uh, yeah, there's like, there's a law for it. I, I want to say it's Cunningham's law, but it's, it's not. But it's like, if you want to get the right answer to a question, post the wrong one online. It's, yeah. it's, it's like something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just post, I don't know what two plus two equals, just post two plus two equals whatever. And they will tell you. <laughs> it's kind of like along those lines too. And whereas like for me, uh, and I've talked about how I hate engagement farming, like to me, the perfect tweet is one that has only retweets and likes. Where there's just like no additional commentary. It's kind of like Norm McDonald once said, the best joke is where the setup and punchline are the same. It's like, yeah. you just wanted to stay alone. I don't want to have to go look at my mentions whatsoever. Just give me the little dopamine of that. And I do not give a shit about what you say back. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I will see in some of these like quasi engagement farming tweets, like you're just trying to get comments. 
yeah you know, like not you but like whoever it's like oh man like you you have like 70 comment you're getting ra- you're ratioing yourself on purpose and so. i don't and i guess it's to me it's like to what end like if people have noticed on youtube if you comment on a video uh and you're not just a complete asshole i will reply every single time because it helps the algorithm it helps the video get seen by more people there's like that's beneficial to the channel I guess, I guess people could say they're getting more followers when they get all of these replies, but still there's like no direct way to monetize that on Twitter. I'm always kind of mm. wondering to what end, like I could go put on Twitter right now, what should I have for dinner tonight and get 45 responses. Right. But like, what, what am I actually accomplishing? Yes, you are getting engagement, but to what end? And a lot of this engagement farming just feels so empty. Like, I don't even mind like crowdsourcing stuff that's kind of interesting or useful, but just this blanket engagement farming is so, is so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I was thinking about you. Like we could have like a bet, like a little prop bet. Like we'll have you say something clearly dumb. And I still think you get like X amount of likes. Like something that's not funny at all. <laughs> just like a take that is just kind of like a 30%. How many likes do we get on yeah. this? And then we all bet. Well, I, for a <clears> while, and I don't know if I'm still in this territory because I don't uh, tweet quite as much. Um, but I, I used to have to preface something if I was being serious as like not joking. Like if I was putting out an actual request or for information, I would have to be like not joking because people would just assume every single one of my tweets was a joke, which I like being in that, in that lane, but I still think I'm probably in that, that that experiment wouldn't even work. Um, and that they would probably see through it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, oh, I wanted to ask too. I was just coming back from the gym. I was listening to, uh, did you listen to Haralabob in Spanky's podcast? I did. That was really interesting. That was a good one. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun too, because it was almost like, um, appeal behind the curtain obviously on a lot of topics we've been yeah. discussing all the way down to did you hear at the very end Haral Bob floating the peer-to-peer uh sports betting marketplace being kind of like the Valhalla in for for sports betting yeah yeah there was a lot of good stuff in that he said that and he, you know he's a crypto bro too obviously he you know he he let off let up a lot of info I don't think he's ever let up before spanky too kind of yeah. I mean, to me also, it just sounded exhausting. And and you can hear why Haralabob, the juice isn't worth the squeeze for him now, where just faking out the books, like messing up the frequency of the bot uh, bets, all of that stuff, the beards. I, I felt exhausted just listening yeah. to it all. Obviously, it made sense if he's getting down, you know, right. $500,000 a bet. But for most people, these we're, we're having people get limited who are betting hundred dollar props. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't, he didn't come up with that. The idea that I've been kind of talking about to, like is some sort of Dow crypto solution to the whole beard multi-accounting th- problem for like, you know, if you're, if he's going to give out 25% of his, his profits to someone's account, there would be countless numbers of accounts Dog, you know, horrible accounts that would love to be on there. And if you could do that in some sort of trustless way, I don't know how you would pull that off, but there's a lot of crypto guys a lot smarter than me. And like, I think, <clears throat> I think that whole solution is, and then like it, once that something similar to that, like blows up enough, like the books will eventually have to do something like either they're going to have to get rid of the markets or they're going to have to bring in someone who knows how to 
uh, bookmake and start moving the line and stop banning people or, or like give these, give some of these guys, you know, 5,000 a bet or a thousand a bet so they can use the information, something worth their while, you know, where, um, if you just, if you limit them to peanuts, well then everyone's going to eventually go to, to this alternative solution. But I, I, I feel like, I don't know, I can't think of it, but there's gotta be some sort of social network slash crypto idea where people can sell their accounts or buy accounts or trade accounts in the, uh, like a more trustless way where you don't have to be, you, you're not going to get stiffed by some dude on two plus two you found, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. Also that made me think, uh, uh, Anthony Amico had posted this uh, tweet the other day. Did you see this tweet, this quote from Jay Cornegay about the uh, Tom Brady bet? I glanced over this. Enlighten me. So I just, it's just uh, the sports book uh, whining. Jay Cornegay, who I've actually interviewed before, very nice guy, uh, but comes across uh, pretty petty here. There's no doubt in my mind that they knew he was coming back when they placed those wagers on Thursday, Cornegay said. And these were not casual bettors. They would be categorized as educated bettors. It wasn't a guy with a top Brady jersey at the counter. It was a player that we would describe as sharp. With that type of play in the announcement, we heard Sunday that he was unretiring. There was information that was share- shared prior to his official announcement. There is no doubt in my mind that information leaked sometime in the middle of last week. This is concerning. I don't think I've ever said the NFL really needs to investigate something, but this is something they need to look into and how it got out because there are many books that took some sizable wagers in the middle of last week. Um, Cornegay said the Super Bowl is on the hook or the Super Book is on the hook for six figures in multiple states if Tampa wins the Super Bowl and continues to go on here. But what what is your take on, on Jay Cornegay whining about people betting lines that he posted. So what's his position? His position is that betters were using inside information to pick I mean, his job bad title. lines. His, oh, his job title? I think he's, what I don't even know what it is, director of, I could look it up here. I fall, uh, let's see here. Jay Cornegay is the super book at Westgate. I, I think he's the head of bookmaking okay. at, at, the, at the Westgate. I'm not sure what his actual title get, is. This is, I mean, exhibit A of how these uh, sports books are not private businesses and we shouldn't be, you know, giving them the credit they, that like a hot dog stand deserves, right? It's the, yeah. He's like directly calling for government intervention to save his his company money. I, I just, I just don't get like... It, there's no way to win. They literally want to create every single yeah. possible rule. And it's like, okay, you want to do the limit thing. You want to cap limit on like, you know, some of the Super Bowl silly bets, right? The max you can bet on the Gatorade or whatever will be a certain amount because they know there can be some inside info on that. Like, why not have that with this? Like everyone's playing with the same rules. Why are you posting a bad line and then complaining about it? It's, cra- it's crazy. That, I mean, that's, if we could figure out a, like a social network slash crypto solution, man, we could just just hammer them, you know, <laughs> just fucking hammer them. That's another thing too. Like that's almost a better idea than the peer to peer because we use them because they market it and they keep it the employees running and they they run the whole business for us. Yeah. And then we have this this whole side project. Not everyone's going to be involved in it, but all the anyone who knows anything about sports betting, you sign up for this thing and either sell your account or or buy accounts, or you could even buy into it. You could it probably could just be some huge fund that you could take part of too. And then there's just nothing he can do. I knew we, we should get uh 
Andy from Club Top Shot on uh, Lowell sometime, and uh, maybe we could brainstorm with him what some actual like smart contract version uh, of this could look like, and see if he can get the the wheels in his uh, big crypto brain yeah. rolling on that. Does he, does he sports bet at all or poker or anything? Yeah, I mean, I even saw him reply to the Haralabob tweet about that podcast. He was super excited uh, oh, about okay. listening to that, and he he played a lot of DFS um, for a while too. So he's definitely within that that framework. Well, there you go. Um, so yeah, well, that that that's uh, that's our big missing gap here. We could have all the ideas in the world, but uh, you and I aren't spitting up good smart yeah. contracts. <laughs> There's much better chance of this guy lobbying his legislature to crack down on your Tom Brady bets, right? Than there is like the other other way, going the other way, where they start allowing Spanky and and Bob Vulgarist, uh, you know, decent limits or or anyone who bets props or anything like that. It's not. It's not in the cards right now. All right. Let's talk some March Madness. Uh, I will admit, I, I came back from my trip. I saw all the bracket contests going. I even, you will appreciate this, Brian. I was like, you know what? My heart's just not in it. I don't know if I want to like spend the time to kind of start doing some research, fill it out. I went to ESPN Bracket. And you will love this, Brian. They have an option. Not only can you autofill. Have you seen this, Brian? <laughs> This is your wet dream here. Wow. You can do random. And what I did initially, random weighted by seed. I was like, this is Brian's dream for filling That's out a perfect. bracket. <laughs> That's beautiful. So to I did do that initially. But then I said, you know what? I started seeing people talk a little bit more about tournament strategy. And, and then Brian and I started talking uh, on our Discord DMs this morning. And then we went in the lab. And, and now I'm all in. Now I'm ready to actually build. A, a GTO bracket, but where, where were you at on thinking about March Madness uh, heading into this week? I had one free one that was DraftKings did one for like the high tier level guys. Oh, it okay. Was, it was like 100,000 the first, and I think there's only going to be like 800 people in it. So I'm like, I got to fill this one out. And I just went, went like click, 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 enter. <laughs> and until until we started talking today, like we were going to do the show. So then I went back and redid it with the these spreadsheets that we put together. Yeah, and so what uh, What we put together here was a little bit of uh, a leverage kind of spreadsheet, yeah. so to speak, looking at the uh, win percentage in the DraftKings Sportsbook, comparing mm -hmm. that to the ESPN pick percentage. And then, Brian, you were also looking at some of the odds to win the region, although mm -hmm. it's a little hard to get ownership and pick percentage on that, so to speak, right? No, no, it works. It, it's all on ESPN. So like the um, it's very DFS centric. It looks very much like, you know, any like Osmo's boom bust tool. I don't know if you, you're going to bring it up, Peter. Yeah, or, I'm going to pull um, it up here in a sec. Uh, but yeah, they they had they had ownership. So if you click on the ESPN tool you sent me this one here. Yeah, it's the, that tabs the correct tab. Yeah. And the tab over was the one where I think people might get confused. The people's bracket. Oh, yeah. Because the people's bracket um, has the picks for each one, but they they like reshuffle it each after each round, right? So like Gonzaga, that ninety two percent of the people are uh, what is that ninety five percent of the people don't think Gonzaga is going to make the thirty two. I don't think, right? Um, that's probably a bad example. But my point is, they're saying of the people who picked Gonzaga in Memphis, ninety five percent of them took Gonzaga. Right. It's uh, not a, it's not round 32 specific. It's that right. That cohort. But who picked whom is actually 
just just like ownership in DFS. Right. And so yeah, who picked whom is definitely the uh the tab here that can and, uh help you out. So there's there's lots of markets out there. Um I did DraftKings for the for the lines because I have an API that I pay for and uh, it was easy for me. But uh there's also futures bets and there's probably futures on all round all the rounds, but I did bet online because bet online's pretty sharp. And uh well, that doesn't look like it's working for you, but Oh, um, I might have. I had uploaded it as a Google Sheet for easier screen share, but maybe some of that got lost there. Okay, I could. Uh, I still have it, or we could do something. Actually, else. I think I can. Uh, you cut and paste will work. That's what I was gonna do, actually. Yeah. But yeah, keep talking here. Um, yeah, so I used Bet Online, and they had uh, the regional odds and to win it all odds, and I'm like, well, that, that's good enough. Like yeah. you don't you don't have to have 32 round of 32 round of eight and um uh so i took out the hold percentage on those those markets um because they're it's pretty high a lot of the time although it was pretty it was only like 20 percent, which wasn't to me is not that much for those type of markets they're one-way lines so they're never that accurate um but so i adjusted for vig and then use those as the winning percent chances and then took the ESPN ownership and just applied it like it was like ESPN ownership with like it was DFS ownership and then subtract the two and you get your leverage. Okay. And I could share my Excel if you can't get it to work. No, I was just kidding. It was just the, uh, the hold percentage. I just need to manually type in and that's, uh, that's fixing everything here. Oh, do they not have aggregate? on? uh... Yeah. I think that was the, that was the rub there. On Google um, Sheets, yeah. Yeah, we should be good once I get this in here. Um, Yeah, so then uh, what we'll be able to do here is kind of walk through and build a bracket. A couple um, housekeeping things on this. Uh, first of all, we are going to post this spreadsheet. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version, we'll post this in the Deposit Kingdom Discord in the Lulz channel. I'll pin this. I'm going to make this a a discord exclusive. So not going in the show notes on YouTube, not going in the show notes on iPod or uh, on iTunes. You got to hop in the discord and you guys can use this to fill out your bracket. Also, we do have a deposit kingdom bracket challenge going on uh, free to enter. I'm going to kick in some gift cards to the winner. Someone has tossed in a hot dog NFT. Maybe we'll get some more prizes, but a link to that is in the announcements of the deposit kingdom discord. The link is down below for that. But, um, Brian, which what which way when you built your bracket then after kind of looking at this did you go uh, in reverse order or did you start with the round of sixty four? I started with sixty four, but just for research purposes to like look at every single thing and yeah. Uh, but I would probably go the other way if I was just. I think that would be faster and makes more yeah. sense. And so, an- another thing about this spreadsheet, as long as yeah. it everything cu- cuts and paste, if for people who want it, if you don't know how to calculate hold percentage on like futures bets or anything like that. I left it all in there and you could just copy my, my stuff and use it for different markets. And if you don't know how to convert odds, American odds to, to winning percentages, and if you don't know how to adjust for VIG in matches, that's on the DK data tab. So all that stuff's in there. Um, if you've never messed around with that stuff. 
yeah, it is definitely helpful for for understanding uh, those numbers and and how we arrive at them. As even uh, when you said over the spreadsheet <laughs> initially, I was confused uh, by some of them. Uh, let's let's start in this Arizona, this South Regional here, and I, I've just pulled up a bracket that we can kind of fill this out as the Lowell's bracket um, as we go. But is your first take when you look at this bracket and see the leverage on Houston? Are you automatically wanting to put them at least to the elite eight or even to the final four? Yeah, I, I think I, I think I did actually. And if you scroll down the last one at the bottom of this is the odds to win it all, which is, yeah, you just, you just went past it slightly. Oh, here we go. And you see here, um, Houston has the, the best, um, uh, uh, leverage to win it all. So you, you called it. Okay. So there you have it. Uh, Houston with the best and Kentucky and looks like this is the, um, is this the pick percentage on them? The, or, yeah, the, the, that is the odds. Yeah. Chance to win. And that is what ESPN has so far selected. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I think also the way, I think a big question that everyone's going to have, um, and this is the same for DFS, right? I mean, your contest size is going to greatly impact how much leverage you need. Contest size, who you're playing against. So if you're in Illinois, right? Like Illinois is going to be selected more. Yeah. If you're, in, yeah. Um, and I would say the um, the the strength of opponent. So you'll see in some of these matchups, there is leverage there, but it's like so um like on the dk data tab the first one um uh like uh let's see here okay a good one's like yukon new mexico okay where um i was just gonna sort here by uh leverage uh you, you don't want to do that in this one okay just yet because it's all it's all in the order of they're all playing each other there and that actually might screw that up. I'm not. Oh, sure. I see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like New Ma- like New Mexico is a 75 percent favorite. It looks like. Do I have that right? No. Uh, UConn. I'm sorry, is a 71 UConn, yeah. favorite. But New Mexico State has decent leverage on the field. Yeah, there are probably still go New Mexico State. There's probably other ones though, where it's like the the favorite is so big that, uh, except in these like free ESPN ones with 8 million opponents. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you're playing against 50 of your buddies or 10 of your buddies or something like that, you know, if you have like 3% leverage, but it's a 90% favorite, like just like, don't do that. Don't get crazy there. So right. like, like this, the, the skill of the opponent, how many people you're up against and then just like your regional stuff. And also too, I mean, I guess this sounds pretty intuitive, but it, even if you were going to play a UConn, I mean, you almost always want to soft fade them as having them lose in the next round. And it, in which case, if you're doing that, might as well try to get an extra point up on the field if you don't have them going to the Sweet 16 anyways. Yeah, yeah. And when I was going through these, it's like, it really plays itself out pretty easily if you just go, if you do this. <laughs> you're sick. You just solved bracket. It's just, just it's all, it's, this, this is guaranteed. To win the Warren Buffett perfect challenge. Um, how many, we, we should print out actual Lil Skolansky bucks. It'd be like, you built the best possible bracket. Uh, you, you, uh... <laughs> like that site you built, the the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, yeah. 
Well, it is. I mean, it, it's kind of fun too, because I do think in general, people, people like picking upsets in their brackets. This is actually like, you can pick lots of upsets. You're just now using, you know, quote unquote ownership percentage, pick percentage yeah. to make informed picks where it's like, you can still have the fun picking the upsets and you're actually getting it in good because so many of these, what I think I, I heard a stat, but it's like be, the six to 11 games. Like I think almost all of them are within like a less than five point spread. Like most of these are, are coin flips, so to speak. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of close ones. You can see right where you're highlighted. There's a lot of yep. right, right around 150s, 150, 130, 115, 180, 120. Um, yeah. So there's, there's definitely some close ones and it's, it's not just ownership, right? We, we have big adjusted odds too. So right. you're taking both of them into account. You could do, I thought about this earlier in the day when you, you DM me, um, I had to add that TCU Seton Hall for some reason it wasn't on DraftKings, but um, <laughs> uh, earlier when you uh, DM me, I was like, oh, maybe I could do some like I've always kind of wanted to do like a simple sim idea. But I don't know if it's wor- I don't know if it's even worth it. Like what? Right. I'm gonna sim for eight million opponents or ten. Like it's so different for everybody that I think you could just use these kind of rules of thumb and just go by the chart. And if you play enough brackets over the next. 20 years, you'll probably make money. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah. And I think, I think I was hearing Brian Jester. Um, I was listening to their pod, um, talk about the bracket and he was talking about just a little rule of thumb to help you figure out your dupes. Um, just multiplying the, you know, pick percentage by the final four. Uh, and then I believe it was, is it dividing by the amount of people in your pool? Um, and if that number is less than, one um that should give you like a fair um data point on how many people would have your final four or your your Mm -hmm. finish which i think is like a a good rule of thumb too and help to illustrate like if most people are going to be picking um a gonzaga arizona national championship game like in a hundred person pool just even not having one of those two guys in the game is already going to make you pretty unique yeah, definitely. And and that's that's exactly what this says too. Like to uh, you know, to bury the lead, I guess. It, yeah. Gonzaga and Arizona are the two like most um over heavily owned compared to all their odds at every stage. Um and, and except the first round, although they're proud I think they're both even over owned in the first round, like it's like a ninety eight percent favorite. So like you're not gonna you're not gonna take those upsets very frequently. Um, and most people are playing like what a hundred fifty man, you know, 50 opponents, a hundred opponents, right? Wouldn't we say? And I like, oh, so, yeah, you want to figure out how to squeak out like 0.0001 of equity out of ESPN, like <laughs> go for it. <laughs> but I think it's best, like, if you use just using this, you're always taking under own options that make sense. Like, I think, like, you're probably not going to do, like, I think it's gonna be pretty low for most normal brackets you say that until 19 of us have the same bracket <laughs> in the deposit kingdom 100 percent no that rule don't do me bro rule applies even to this uh andrew says is the goal with building the bracket to have the right mix of leverage and adjusted win percentage i think the goal is to have the right mix of leverage based on your contest size right contest size is is big but um I, I agree with him. Yeah. Adjusted win percentage because yeah. like I was just saying, like, like Gonzaga, 
I'm I'm pretty sure they're probably overowned on the first tab by like a percent or two, like compared. Right. So where is Gonzaga? You see them there anywhere? Uh, there they are. They're like they were like 15th or something. Uh, yeah, 15. Where did I go? Why? Oh my I god, they're Gonzaga is oh, actually Gonzaga is actually perfect. Wow, it completely efficient. Yeah. relative to their win percentage. But anyways, let's say they let's say they weren't. Let's say they were two percent owned too much. Yeah. Are you are you in your in your fifty man field against people who are picking based on the color of the jerseys? Are you going to fade the ninety seven percent win or ninety six percent adjusted for vig win percentage? I I wouldn't. I also I do think the if you're doing the like uh, you know mark from accounting bracket the picking by color like the most common thing is picking like the two chalk favorites like Gonzaga and Arizona but then getting like super weird elsewhere right which is like the complete opposite of what you want to do yeah. you mainly want to play chalk and get contrarian with you know within these guys that have what the the top ten odds to actually right. win it all and I, I did I just did one but it's like. It's a completely reasonable bracket if you just go by the leverage and then with a few of those adjusted win percentages where you're like, I'm not going to risk this. It's a, it, it's a, it's pretty contrarian, but nothing crazy. It, it, it works pretty nicely. Let's uh, yeah, let's go ahead and build this out. Um, Ryan so like, Nelson calling his shot here. San Francisco is a great leverage spot in the first round. I was just pulling it up on our sheet. We have him at, at 2%. Uh, looks pretty decent there. Yeah, the first round though they have oh, first we, round. Yeah, we have seventeen percent uh, yes. leverage. There so first round, San Francisco and Indiana are our two best, uh, and Colgate. All three at seventeen percent leverage. So we, do, which way do you want to work? Uh, if we want to just start building this out, whatever's more entertaining. I don't, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Well, what we? How about we hop around? Like we know we're gonna pick these these. Yeah, do that. Okay, ones. yeah. So we'll yeah, do. So, so like San Francisco's a no-brainer, right? It's like they're almost 50-50 according to ESPN. And who knows, if you can find more accurate ownership percentages, you know, roll, you know, obviously use those. You could pop them right in the spreadsheet and just change and uh you know, have at it. But who, that that one's a no-brainer. Um the other two 17%ers are also no-brainers, I think, right? So um yeah. uh def- the St. Mary's game, St. Mar- Indiana. Yeah. And St. Mary's is like a sweet 16 darling, which I'm assuming why everyone on ESPN is taking them because the odds aren't justifying that much ownership. Right. Uh, And then our third uh, 17% is Colgate. Uh, Down at the bottom, Colgate, yeah. Colgate. I usually bet on Wisconsin. I mean, that that one's a bit, you're starting to get pretty contrarian there. Yeah. Right, because there's 72 percent Wisconsin would win. So I think maybe there you're starting to go. How many opponents do I have? Am I in Wisconsin? Am I in the Midwest? Well, <laughs> then maybe it's going to be higher than 72 percent. Are you right? in a pool with Big Cat from Barstool, who's right? I guess, uh, yeah. There you then, go. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues 
for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Then, may, then maybe you definitely pull that trigger, but that's probably where you might start getting questions, question mark. But like, I don't know, I, I'd i probably still do it. And then South Dakota State versus Providence. I think that's another no brainer. You got to take South Dakota State, almost, you know, almost 50-50. And they're 15% too high owned in round one. Uh, sorry, who did you say is too high? Creighton or SDSU? I have South Dakota State against Providence. Did I, did I hopefully? I oh, sorry. I was looking at SDSU. My bad. That's San Diego Stadium. Yeah. I think that's uh, good too, actually. That's going to break. Go. Uh, my wife's alma mater is Providence, and she's very excited about them in the tournament. But I have to let her know that the GTO selection is, in fact, <laughs> South Dakota State. <laughs> I'm sure she will care. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, baby. These free roll brackets. I had to get it in good. Couldn't root for your team. Um, Thank you, Derek. Uh, this is a bit that Derek normally does on Splash Play, where he sends me uh, $5 tips uh, to say F you to the city of Malden here in Massachusetts. <laughs> um, and I'm sure Brian can appreciate uh, saying F you to local cities and governments. Sure. Uh, um, Andrew asking kind of more really drilling down. He's in a 15 person tournament. He says, I believe Bale said to just pick every favorite seed when playing a small office pool. Is that still a good idea? My take would be that would be a good idea up until like the final four, right? Because your opponents are still going to largely have Arizona Gonzaga championships. Ten, a 10 man field in the office. They, I, I doubt they're looking at the odds at all. Yeah. So I would probably, and when did Bale say that like 2017 or <laughs> cause there is a slight difference. There's a little more information now. Yeah. I would do that, but I wouldn't, I mean, Take a look at the chart and then maybe make small little tweaks. But yeah, so like for example, that Colgate Wisconsin game in an an office party. You don't need to mess with that. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, you just take the seventy two percent chance favorite. Somebody might have you know like 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 the Colgate toothpaste or some, who knows why they're making their decisions. So are we gonna make? I, I think we have to make Houston the team of lulls, the team of destiny. 
Okay. Uh, which is who I picked already. So that's going to jinx my 100K bracket one. Oh, get out of here. You're <laughs> just, you're, you, you, can, you can only worry about the jinxes when you're 150 max and got DraftKings, not some fucking pre roll <laughs> that you got. <laughs> Houston and, uh, um, yeah, I think Houston's like the no brainer to take us at least to the final four. Uh, I love it. What seed are they? Three, I think. I can't, I can't remember. Oh, five. Oh God! Top right. <laughs> okay, this could be, this could be that's, devastating. That's, they're gonna they're gonna lose by twenty in the first round. Oh my God! Hey guys, um, we got it in good though. Look at this. I'm and, sending and, them all the way to the championship game. So some of our regional gimmies, I think we're gonna have to take based on the spreadsheet. Iowa. Yeah, let's see here. Okay, Iowa five percent. Uh, should we take them to the what to the final four? Mm, I don't know if we want to go that far yet, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. <laughs> you, I mean, that's why I like I like doing it one at a time because yeah. it's then we're because like, I oh. get over aggressive and put Houston yeah. in the championship. Like Gonzaga out in the first round, no big deal. <laughs> okay, hey, let me just. I'm just gonna walk. Can I walk Houston out of the uh, the final four here? How do you even fucking undo your picks on draft? Well, once you match up to the, their opponent, you can just select their opponent. Eventually, it's okay. They, they need some way because now I feel like I inked Houston to the championship in Well, wait, They might remain there. So we'll see Texas in the East regional. Hang on. Let me first get Iowa. See, oh, this God. is my problem. This is my first time actually looking at the bracket. I don't know where any of the fucking teams are. All right. Here's Iowa. Ooh. So we have Iowa going against San Diego state, which makes sense. Then if we're bullish, Iowa and S or uh, South Dakota state is our, Right. Pick anyways. And then, so our odds there would be um, versus ownership. What bracket is that? I'm not looking at the screen. Oh, what? This is the Midwest. Midwest. Iowa 5% and then San Diego State. South Dakota, was it? South Dakota State. Yeah, yeah. That's, an easy, that's an easy Iowa. Easy Iowa. Yeah. And then what, how, what do we want to do with Kansas in this bracket? Because yeah, we have well, LSU at 4%. I think Kansas uh, is a bigger upset, a better like um, upset before the finals than Gonzaga based on our sheet here because they're so heavily owned compared to their uh, opponents in the Midwest, right? They're, yeah. the, they're the worst final four ownership wise on uh, like compared to the odds on our sheet. Right. So like at some point we're going to want them to be upset by, you by know, Iowa? LSU, Iowa or Auburn. Right. Uh I'm I'm down. Uh San Diego State. Seems like an obvious pick there. Yeah. Yeah, San Diego State. And then we'll have KUB SDSU and then uh maybe Iowa over Kansas. Um maybe. Well let's let's fill it out first. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself here. These are tough decisions. <laughs> oh, so we're just filling out this Midwest then? So then I, we I, got, yeah, I just got locked in on this. USC Midwest. Miami Creighton. So let's see if any of those. Let's see here. Creighton, we have minus seven. So we have San Diego State at 7%. Yeah, definitely San Diego State. Yeah. And I think I already, yeah, I already, already took them. them. What yeah. about USC Miami? USC um, Miami's a pick them. Yeah. But we have Miami as a better value. Uh, in the final four. So we might as well just take them, make that the tiebreaker. Okay. 
Yep, Miami, 2%. That makes sense. And then Auburn, I assume we're we're going to take here. Yeah, I usually, yeah, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'll, and Auburn's not even that bad of value. Like, they're almost dead on to their odds and ownership, so. And then, um, then you're some what, LSU? What was the other one? Yeah, LSU is It's going to be LSU, I'm assuming. Yeah, I just was curious what what it was looking like relative to. Yeah, where is LSU there? Why can't I find them? There they are. Uh, yeah, so that's still pretty pretty close. Considering yeah, it's close, but the final four ownership, uh, LSU is lower, so compared to their chances. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and put uh, LSU in there you here. Go. See, it's it all works itself out. It's free money. <laughs> this is free money. So we're going to have LSU beat Colgate. We can't get get that crazy. All right. Yep. I think um, probably UA, AUB, Auburn against Miami. I mean, you got to take it, Auburn. So now we have our, our upsets that we have out of this region, mm-hmm. uh, obviously no Wisconsin and no Providence. Mm-hmm. And then as far as looking at the odds here, um, it looks like there we could still make a case to have Auburn go, even if it's sacrifice. Some- I think you could do Auburn, Iowa. Like if I was doing not against a million opponents. Yeah. I think you could make Auburn, Iowa. That's what I was thinking. Auburn, Iowa here. I mean, I was got an 18% chance of getting out of there and not a lot of people are taking them. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely reasonable. And then, and then Auburn probably, right? Yeah. Look at this. We have a, we have an opto bro versus hand builder war brewing around Houston. We have Ryan saying Houston is a top five team. According to most models, a small here says Houston has beat one team that made the tournament. Is, is Houston going to divide the Lulz community, Brian? Uh, well, Look at the seat sheet. Reference the sheet. <laughs> just look, just look at the sheet. That's all you need to see here. That's how you guys play DFS. That's right. Um. All right. Let Let's go back to our Houston bracket where we we might have gotten overly aggressive, but I'm not necessarily ready to back right. down. Um, round one here. Did we have yep. any? We didn't have any huge leverage ones here, did we? And round, let me let me see that. Uh, go go back to that bracket. I I'll, I think I have it in my. Oh, sorry, our bracket. That one, yeah. Um, if you're in I a think... bracket with Peter Jennings, I'm seeing some leverage on Michigan. I will just say. <laughs> you know what? I can't remember. Let's see, Tennessee. I think Tennessee is the easy pick. Tennessee, uh, yes. Right. Also, we have John now fading us too. He's taking UAB with the points. Wow, this is this is tearing apart our community. So ten, well, there's no spread in, in, <laughs> in brackets. The the uh, Tennessee is a perfect example. So yeah, they're 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 one percent over owned, but they're a ninety three percent favorite to win. So it's just like right, it, just take them uh, unless you're in some crazy tournament. <clears throat> Let's see this this Peter Jennings bowl here. Uh, for the Colorado yes, State CSU. Rammies. Uh, looks like, yeah. all right, CSU showing yeah. a little leverage. All right, let's pull the trigger on the CSU Rammies. Yeah, I go CSU. Um, I think Loy- have- and then Loyola. Which team are they? Did Loyola, they- Chicago. 
Oh, Loyola Chicago. All right. Mm-hmm. I think they're in there. Any any boots on the ground uh, hot takes on Loyola Chicago, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, um, Villanova... Although I did just see uh, – oh, we already picked Colorado State. Never mind. Yeah. What about uh, Illinois UTC? Um, I don't remember. Let's see here. Illinois. Oh. oh, wow. Illinois showing big leverage there. Yeah. Well, they're 73% chance to win. So again, this is another one where it's depending, you know, or, look at, look at your opponents. Look how many. Yeah. Or sorry. Chattanooga, Chattanooga showing the leverage. I right. Say. We'd want no. Chattanooga, but like I said, Illinois got 73% chance to win. Brian. I mean, I say we go Chattanooga. Of course. Yeah. I mean, trust, trust, the, trust the spreadsheet. I mean, my God, <laughs> I actually want to say, uh, I, I might be speaking out of school, but I want to say Illinois might be a little banged up right now. I, I want to say I heard that. Yeah, they have some young guy coming back, I heard. I don't know if he's actually back. And so the sheet says Seton Hall. Yeah. And then obviously we're going to take Arizona unless we want to get not squirrely. That, not, not that squirrely. Okay. And I, I assume we want to take – well, I assume we want to take Arizona. Yeah, let, let's let's look at that really quick. Well, yeah, Seton Hall is not like good lev- that super good leverage anyways, so – Right. Um, Illinois, that's interesting though, because we're gonna take we're gonna take them to lose, but they actually show decent leverage relative to winning the region. That's true. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Maybe maybe we should not go with both Houston and Chattanooga as our as our big bets. We could we could switch off Chattanooga. I mean, I know this bracket is super important. No, I what I came here to do. Was build the most GTO over leveraged bracket. Well, then Chatt- Chattanooga. <laughs> okay, we're leaving Chattanooga. That is tough, though. With Illinois. So, what would Illinois give us if we took Illinois? Uh, that would give us Illinois. Oh, but then we Houston. got Illinois, Houston, and right? we're betting Houston anyway. So, making Illinois Houston lose anyways. here. Yeah. Here's the thing I always say about highly leveraged GTO brackets: it still has to tell a story, <laughs> and that story is Houston going to the final. For even though John Kelly is also betting Houston not to make the Sweet 16, you're laying 142 <laughs> to bet against the darling of Lulz, John. God, this guy wins one major GPP and he's just betting everything. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, what CSU Tennessee? I mean, I don't think, I don't think we can do this uh, with with CSU over Tennessee. Yeah, one percent. Mm, yeah, just take Tennessee. Villanova over uh, your boys, the pride of Chicago. Uh, I got, well, Ooh, okay. I don't think that, I don't know if that 2% of Loyola is worth it. What do you think? Probably not. I mean, Uh, it would make it easier for Houston to get by. You're right. You're right. (laughs) What if our thesis is this is just the bracket or the, the regional that goes haywire. Okay. All right. That, that's a story. <laughs> this is this is a fucking story right here. So then we're gonna have Tennessee play Houston. All right. And then Houston, Houston advances. Yeah, and Houston and, and Tennessee have the same chance. No, yeah. and no one can tell us that this is irresponsible no. or anything. This is what the spreadsheet says, Brian. That's right. Yeah. All right. We don't we don't have a problem. You Let's head problem. over to the West regional with Gonzaga, the heavy faves. Um, we are going to get Gonzaga out of round one. Yep. 
BSU Memphis. Let's take a gander there. Who, who is BSU? Is that Boise State? That's a problem. It is Boise these. State. But Bo- yeah, Boise State's nice leverage there. Good chance to win. We'll take them. Why can't I find these? This is oh, I'm They're okay. Right there, here we go. Five yeah. percent mm-hmm. Boise State. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. What are we looking at with UConn and New Mexico State? Hot, a lot of leverage on New Mexico State. Pull that, pull that trigger. Give it to me. Give me all that leverage. Arkansas, UVM. We got more leverage, Vermont. Wow. I heard Arkansas is a pretty fun, uh, good team too. You heard wrong. Okay, this is it. This is the uh, the over leverage bracket. Give it. Give us. Give us UVM. <laughs> no, can we? Well, I, I, should we do? God, I I am just at just wrestling with my emotions here. <laughs> Will you go back if you if you don't no. trust the spreadsheet? What what what's ESPN giving for a perfect bracket this year? <sighs> Nothing. Here we, uh, yeah. I I just need to make sure that we're that the prizes are you know commensurate. Oh, that time. Alabama one we don't have a line on because that's that playing game. Okay, but we do in uh, we do have a line on to make the finals. I think. Let's see odds to win. Yeah. So if we if we're gonna end up fading. The thing we have to think about is who is going to be our horse out of here if we end up mm-hmm. fading Gonzaga. Duke sounds like a very scary team to bet on right now. It sounds like they're just kind of falling apart uh, and are probably going to be overplayed by the field because they were overseeded. Um, so we're probably going to need to pick Texas Tech, Arkansas, or UConn, at which case we already just killed Arkansas and UConn. Is Texas Tech our team? Yes. Okay. Clearly, clearly. (laughs) So Alabama, Texas Tech, Davidson, and Duke are the is what the sheet says. Alabama, Texas Tech, Davidson, and Duke. Mm -hmm. Uh, Duke Davidson. That's probably going to happen. That Davidson is like a no brainer compared to ownership because it's a fifty fifty bet and they're they're ten percent under owned. But then after we get past that one. Davidson's like properly owned and yeah. who, who are they? And then, and then do, I mean, based on the sheet, we take Duke over Davidson, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I know Willis. I listened to one <laughs> podcast where they said they're incredibly athletic and well-coached. And I said, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I became a, I became a film guy. Um, Texas Tech, Alabama. We already said Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. And then we're going with Texas Tech for the upset. Who do we want? New Mexico State oh, versus... Uh, let me look. New Mexico State versus who? Uh, UVM. Vermont? Yeah. Vermont, Vermont baby. Right? Vermont? And then are we, we're going to have Gonzaga beat Zags, Boise State. Yep. And then Gonzaga beat UVM. Yeah. And then Texas Tech shocks the world. That's what we're hoping for. Perfect bracket. Go re- this is this is an all Texas uh, final four that we're we're headed toward here. Oh, that's a story. That's a story. Howdy, partner. Highly leveraged, highly leveraged bracket. Everything's bigger in Texas. Our brackets are bigger. Our cojones are bigger. Picking upsets. This is the Lowell's bracket. Ba- well, right. I mean that means we're gonna have to take Baylor then. Uh, you're right. We are fucking taking Baylor. <laughs> 
Oh, baby. Boy, do I like how this is looking. Except, I guess Iowa. I feel like I feel <laughs> like we could just fold Iowa into the Texas. Baylor, <laughs> Auburn, Texas Tech, and Houston. Final yeah. four. Um, UNC Marquette. Uh, yes, let's look. So, like, Marquette would be kind of high-owned around here. So Marquette is the leverage play. Marquette. Mm-hmm. Um, we already have UCLA. Indiana. Who's yeah. UCLA playing there? That looks almost like an Arkansas. If you squint, I know. I know. Are there two Arkansas? UCLA Akron. Akron. Uh, yeah, that it's going to be tough to pass up UCLA. UCLA at ninety percent chance to win the game. Yep. Texas, oh my God, you're telling me you want me to pick <laughs> me Virginia what? Tech when the pride of our great state hook them Oh horns. my God, Texas has leverage too. This is just. You're damn right, Texas has leverage. <laughs> they, got, they got 4% leverage. Okay, 4%. I've done worse things with 4%, Brian. Uh, Purdue versus Yale. I don't think you can fade Purdue there. 91%. And please do not try to bring reason into our all Texas bracket. <laughs> um, sorry, what did you say about Purdue and Yale? Play better hurt. Uh, Purdue. Purdue. And then Kentucky. God, this is a corn fed, <laughs> corn fed <laughs> bracket. Um, all right, then let's check out our odds to win this regional. Okay, I do not like seeing okay. I don't like seeing the eight percent on Baylor, but you know what you love to see? Three yeah. percent on Texas. Well, you can see like all these stud teams are a slightly overowned, right? But yeah. like compared compared to the other studs, Baylor eight and seven percent aren't too bad. Um oh versus yeah, like sixteen percent. We have Purdue winning, right? I think I think we're gonna have to have Purdue advance, it looks like. They have yes. really good good shadow winning, slight, slightly underowned. Texas. But Purdue plays Texas. That's our rub. Shit. Shit. I don't, I cannot condone that. <laughs> Do you think I they mean, see Brad, it? look at the leverage. Can you read Texas 3%, <laughs> Purdue 2%? That Purdue's 1%. Got over three and a half times more chance of making it to the final four. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We're, we're going, we're going Texas there. Um, I think we definitely will have UCLA over Indiana. Baylor over Marquette. Mm -hmm. Kentucky over San Fran. Yeah. So then we have Baylor, UCLA, Texas, Kentucky. Yeah, Baylor, UCLA. Um, I mean, at, at that point, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Right. Means we take we take Baylor. We break all ties. Okay. We're the Lone Star State. All right. Baylor, Texas. Or do you I'm, want to I'm, do I'm, I'm okay. Even all right, I do feel Kentucky. like yeah, do Kentucky. Right. That I just want you guys to know that this is I'm just trusting the spreadsheet here. Um, I would never do something as crazy as having <laughs> an all East regional <laughs> featuring Texas teams. Okay. <laughs> So now we need to figure out who's coming out of. I got. We already said it has to be Baylor, right? Yeah, might as well. 
Minus one. Auburn, Iowa is pretty good. What, what are the odds here? Uh, they're they're pretty, they're darn close. Twenty three percent chance to eighteen percent chance. Right. What do you think? And, and the leverage is pretty good on both, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think you got Auburn tiebreaker, Texas. Wait, Auburn's not in Texas. They're not. It's in Georgia? We're going to fold them into the union, too. <laughs> um, all right, so now we have a Baylor-Texas Tech, a Houston-Auburn. All right, so we go to the, four. the winning odds to win. Uh, So we got... Baylor, who who else? Houston, Texas Tech. These are some pretty long shots. <laughs> I mean, basically, this is what we're doing, Brian, though. Like, if you nail the long shot winner in, say, a pool that's like 100 to 1,000, you're going to be in really good shape the way the points are. So we're basically oh, yeah. just covering the roulette board on all the Texas-themed long shots. I, I don't think there's any way we could lose. I don't think point. there is either. Uh, but based on the odds... Mm-hmm. Looks like we maybe want an Auburn Baylor, but we already have Houston. Yeah, Auburn. <laughs> you really want Houston, don't you? No. Okay. We. I want Baylor versus Houston, and then God just takes the wheel. Okay. All right. What's Brandon, the final score? Hang on. We got to go to the random number generator. Well, it's got to be within reason, right? Like, uh, it can't be seven. No, it's got to be like a hundred something. What, no, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to click. Okay. I'm going to click one to a hundred. Give me a set of numbers. That's Baylor winning and give me a set. That's Auburn like odds and evens. Why don't we look at the actual uh, Baylor line really quick. Just see. So Baylor it's one thirty sevens over under this one and Houston's is one thirty six. Okay. So they're both around one thirty six, one thirty seven. So how about, 120 to 150. Wait, what? Random number between 120 and 150. Okay. And then what? Just click generate. 135. There you go. Oh wait, that oh that's not the final. <laughs> I was okay. trying to figure out. Okay, now now win. now now divide that by two. So that's the total. Okay, that's the total. So what do we want there? 70 to 65, something like that? Yes, but I was saying we haven't even picked. I wanted to pick who is the winner of randomized, who is the winner between Baylor and Houston. Oh, okay. Go, go do it. I'm sorry. I thought you were doing the total. No, no, it's all good. I want you, yeah. do you want, say, Baylor is odds? and oh, Okay. Uh, and we'll do Houston is evens. Here we go. All right. All right. Houston evens. It was always destined. 70-65, Houston wins by five. That's right. As uh, me, Baron says, you can't lose, but we'll be duped by all Texas-located viewers. Don't mm. don't dupe me, bros. Mm. Don't Texas me, bros. Um, I mean, this is a beautiful People from track. Texas don't know how to access the internet. I think we're safe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. Congratulations. Your picks have been saved. Um, we will post this spreadsheet uh, in the Lulz channel in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. Uh, you can use it uh, to your heart's extent. I would say maybe show a little bit more restraint than Brian and I uh, picking your leverage spots, but it is a really good tool for helping you figure out um, how to make these kind of tiebreaker decisions at the very least in the beginning rounds. Yeah. Especially if you're just, you have to do a few at work and you don't necessarily want to or something like that, (laughs) go down, do the odds. And then if it gets, and then if you have any tiebreakers, just go to leverage. 
That's what I, you know, ESPN and we were showing, they have randomized, random weighted by seed. We need uh, a Lowell's leverage uh, randomizer option. <laughs> yeah. Like a little score afterwards. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is big. If true, Zach Weaver says Peter Jennings allegedly said if CSU wins at all, he's buying everyone a punk. I should. That's a very good uh, Zach, because we, I did get Peter on club top shot to say, I think it was if the nuggets made the finals, he said he was going to, uh, ha- get us all courtside tickets at an NBA finals game. So I should get him on the hook for a, a CSU wins the national championship uh, bet here. Who's everyone, the players or <laughs> it was, it was club top shot. Uh, and Andy's a, a Villanova alum too. So I think uh, I saw someone referencing a, a Villanova CSU uh, final would be fun. Um, Nick, I'm sorry. We don't have to go Auburn. We went Baylor Houston, bud. Mm-hmm. The, the math doesn't lie. You definitely don't have to. Uh, there you go. Um, anything else uh, going on uh, with you these days? What? How did you? Are you liking the third or the the afternoon vibes for the show? Yeah. Well, I mean, we really haven't started yet. Let's give it a couple. We'll see how it goes. It's easy on the schedule. Yeah. Especially during NBA season. In the off season, NBA season, it doesn't really matter. But during the season, it can get a little crazy. So. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's a little easier. I know. I mean, after football season, we we our numbers have gone down a little bit. Um, and I stopped showing on uh, my channel too, just on the Twitch channel, which doesn't have anyone following it. So like, uh, our numbers have gone down. But who? Kn- it's only been one show, so who knows? Yeah, I don't know if that matters. Let's give it a roll and see what happens. Yeah, it's. I always feel because I. I like being able to have a little, you know, if we were doing this show at eight, I already would be out of here because I would be running over to, uh, to do ship chasing. And so it's, it's nice to just have a little bit of uh, a breathing room and specifically for this show, you know, we give people more time to get their leverage bracket, uh, in order. <laughs> that's, <here. laughs> that's true. Yeah. And, and it's easier to get the pot up cause it does take like an hour or two to migrate after we even get it up. Yeah. So that, that's cool there too. Yeah. You know? I'd ask the chat if uh, what time slot they like, but ultimately we're going to make this decision based on what <laughs> works for true. us. But uh, hopefully uh, it's not too, uh, I, too bad of a change. I did John's here, actually. John, I did John's show over the weekend for a little bit, and um, he wants to do April 9th, Lowell's MMA party. Let's go. So look at your schedule. What's that? What's that card? Is it a sick card? I think it's a sick card. Yeah, I think that's why he meant it. And I, I, I briefly looked, and I th- I'm pretty sure I'm open. But I'll look again once we'll see who everyone can do it. But that could be that could be fun times. So yeah. we can occasionally have a night. Oh, here's what I was thinking for that. What do you think about this idea? I had this thought on the treadmill. So before I forget it, so we we it, let's say it's ESPN Plus. It doesn't matter if it's pay per view. You host it or who's ever hosting the show, right on screen. Right, like you share your screen live, we all can see it. And then somehow we pay someone to put get some filter for you, where the audience it kind of blacks out the audience, but has the the uh, the time stamp in the bottom oh. right. And so the audience can see what we're watching, like exactly the time, but all of us can react at the same time. So we are all watching your screen live. Because remember, like last time, like I had a ten second delay, Alex would have a thirty second delay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be on the the uh, crack streams, and you'd be an, a minute behind reading the racist comments, you know. So, like, yeah. So we we'd all be losing your screen, and so the user 
would just it would be like you know like a witness protection where you could see something's going on but you can't really but the but the timestamp you know the the clock's yeah, going yeah. down so they could tell the bottom line of ESPN or whatever okay I know exactly where they're at at all times I think that, that would be a pretty good way to watch it that that could potentially work there's all yeah I think that it it also depends on like your stream quality but there is we could just have just a group sync where someone gets paused and we're maybe watching just like on a two second delay. And then we say, everyone press play. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it well, out. Yeah. Obviously we could do that, but like, <laughs> yeah, it'll never work out. It never works out. Like if just one guy's hosting, we all watch your screen. Like, yeah, like it would. Um, you know what I could uh, do? I could yeah. set up maybe a second stream yard window uh -huh. And then have that in so everyone goes into that. Oh, and so yeah. we basically have two stream yards, so then you can yeah. see that. And then I could maybe figure out a crop to to show the uh the time on it or something. That yeah, there you go. That would work. I I feel like something along the lines of the like the witness protection thing would give people like some interest, like what the hell's going on there? You know what I yeah. mean? To like, yeah. oh, oh, maybe I should turn this on, or like Maybe they don't care that much, but they like can see like these blobs go down or something, you know, like it would be really kind of fun to uh, to mess with just like quick screen share to see how quickly like how good are the YouTube filters? Yeah. Like if you just did like a split second screen share so you, people could see the time and then took it back off, like are there sensors right. grabbing that and patrolling that? What, what I mean, what is legal? Like what about five seconds every 10 minutes or something. You know what I mean? Like just have that go. It just, and then you put this timer on there where it, it shows it occasionally. Like, it that might, would be cool. That actually might make sense because in the same way, like with music copyright and stuff, mm -hmm. like you can play like 10 sub 10 seconds of stuff yeah. generally in your, you're in the clear. Um, so, so maybe we could push that a little, you know, you know five could, second screen share. We could push it. And then when they block us, we tweet out Dana White is anti- anti-freedom anti <laughs> yeah exactly this is a we will take down data white uh one screen share at a time um thank you guys for hanging out with us on this wednesday afternoon edition of lulz like i said we're going to post the spreadsheet uh with all of the gto leverage in the lulz channel in the discord i'll pin it in there uh so you can come and find it uh we will get this audio uploaded uh, I, I need to go check out your, uh, your stream, your solo stream from, from last week. Was that on your Twitch or on YouTube? Both. Both. Okay, cool. Very good. Um, and, uh, I did PGA ownership. If anyone's playing PGA tomorrow. There you go. FF doom says, thanks for the alpha. Willis <laughs> says, thanks for the awesome show. We appreciate you guys. Uh, good luck in your brackets. Go Houston, baby. The team of destiny. <laughs>
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.